Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people in their 30s are on their quest to find love. And by 30s, we don't mean 31. I just want to put that right out there. I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. We are the Jen and Kyle of Somebody Date Jen and Kyle. We're totally unqualified, but we just keep coming back week after week after week after week. And you keep listening and that's on you. We have put some miles on our 30s. Let's just put that (laughs) (laughs) out there into the world. Well worn. Well worn. Well, one of us more than the other. We'll let you guess who. Jen, did you bang an Italian? (laughs) Well, Yes, no. Um, I am back from Italy. Dude, look at my weird, my weird, I... <laughs> weird sunburn. Yes, you guys can't see it's it. It's actually only your breasts that are sunburned. That's Stop weird. It. No, it's weird. I wore this really unusual jumpsuit. This one super hot day. In fact, it was so hot that I sat down on the ground for like an extended period of time, and when I got up, my shoe had melted to the pavement but so i have this really weird triangular v sunburn in 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 just below my neck and it's quite it's quite mark of the beast stop it stop it you're the worst stop it let me just (laughs) put on my little sweater here um yeah no so i am back from italy and i feel pretty jacked about it actually now are you going to take over this entire episode and talk about your like complete mental breakdown and what you're going to do now going forward. Oh no, that's that that is an illustrious place specifically reserved for you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> but I great, great, great. but I will tell you. I will tell you this. That when I was away, I thought about Jesus, the man I'm dating. But you know who I thought about more? I thought about my friend Brett more, and here's why. Not for any salacious reason, but when I was doing my fellowship at Harvard, I met this man named Brett. And by all intents and purposes, we were quite similar. We're quite similar in the way we think and the way we work. And so we hit it off right away. I liked, I still do like everything about Brett. But the thing that, you know how people, my, my mom always says this, people drop into your life for either a reason or a season. And Brett falls into the category of dropping into my life for a very specific reason. Brett is without a doubt, without question, unabashed about his his career and his human potential as a person. And he does a really good job of just like moving things out of his way to achieve it. So whereas I'm like, oh, I'm in a relationship, so I have to sacrifice. And he's like, no, I'm not making any sacrifices and the right people will find me. And it can be really overwhelming, especially when you're trying to be friends with him. It can be really overwhelming that you're like, oh, I'm just in the way I think right now. But he is like, have a have a goal and meet it with pursuit. And I always say, like, find your passion, meet it with joy. And he would be like, oh, what are you, Walt Disney? It's find your pursuit <laughs> and 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 barrel through until you achieve it and have some fun along the way. I always remark about how when Brett dates, he's like, yeah, I met this girl. She's perfect. She's wonderful. I love her. And then I will talk to him like five months later and he's like, yeah, it didn't work out because she was like, these are my goals and they didn't align to my goals and we don't make compromises. So we just moved on. And I'm like, okay. And to, for a while I was like, this is madness. Like, you know, you have to figure out how to, and he's like, no, I'm going to do the things that I want to do. And the people who are, who are meant to be with me will find me right? I will find it in the pursuit. I don't have to stop my pursuit because I need to achieve this micro goal. 
And I've always thought that that's such a fascinating way to look at bringing a person or a partner into your life. And I got thinking about it quite a bit because, as you know, we've decided that I can no longer say I'm going on dates with Jesus. I now have to say I'm dating Jesus. We've crossed this milestone. And as I was thinking about like what's what's next or what's ahead for me, I've been thinking more and more about like what are my pursuits and what do I want to go get and how am I going to either move things out of my way or get things to come along with me. But I'm feeling like I'm in a little bit of the women will get this. You know how they always say that sometimes a dress wears a woman like, oh, that woman's wearing a dress, but really that dress is kind of wearing her. I have a tendency to do that with my life. Like my life is wearing me. I'm not wearing my life. And you see this all the time with people who are like, my job is 2000 hours a week and it's ruining my life. Well, you consciously made choices to have your job be like that, right? Couldn't say no, took on too much, Mm -hmm. whatever. We're the architect of our choices. And yet we seem to make choices that are completely counterintuitive to how we want to live our life. And I've been trying to think as I crest into 40 or 30 with miles, I guess, as we're calling it, I'm trying to find this way of saying, like, what is the intentionality of how I want to live my life? What do I want to be in pursuit of? And I realized that there's things I want to be in pursuit of that I am not in pursuit of. So I'm back from Italy. I'm feeling reached. Such as? Well, I think the biggest thing is my career, right? The biggest thing is my career. Mm. I think that, like, I have the opportunity to be a really important thought leader in my field and I'm just like letting other people take that space because I'm like oh I'm a little bit here and I'm a little bit there and I'm a little I think I've just become passive aggressive in my own life and I've been trying to solve problems that are none of my fucking business which also drives me crazy about other people that I'm now complicit in doing it myself I'm like does this involve me am I a part of this you did have that Batman face for a (laughs) while just trying to solve everybody's problems problems while your own house burns to the ground and you need genuine psychotherapy at the same time So Mm -hmm. I think that that's been the big thing that I've been focused on is like, okay, I'm back. I want to be like, I want to be the best in my field. I think this podcast is starting to piss me off because people are listening and people are submitting to the fishbowl and I'm giving this not nearly as much and like really time and energy and, and effort that it requires because I really think that we're building a community here, Kyle. And I don't think that I'm serving Mm -hmm. this community very well. So I feel like a politician. I endeavor to serve this community with distinction. Just uh, point with your thumb on the top of your fist. Don't ever point with your fingers. Well, I have a, a similar thing going on. Uh, it always feels when you're talking about like the romantic side of your life, the career side of your life. I'm sure there's a third thing that you can roll into there too. Well, it's yourself. And then yourself. I don't feel like you can have all three of them just at the perfect level all the time it always seems like one has to dip for the other two to take precedence for a while and then when you just you're eating an entire box of ritz crackers with no water when you realize that all three of them are out of whack i would like to call that january it's kind of like if you are any type of like freelancer or designer of some kind there's the oft told joke is like you can have it cheap fast and good And you can only have two two of those at once. You can never have all three. And so that's kind of how I feel about my relationships uh, right now. Because guess what? Funny enough, when you prioritize, like I am going to go and get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Things things kind of work out in your favor. So just back up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up here. Because 
if people have have been watching listening to these because we have listeners who just listen for anything that's if it's about sex they're listening and then if it's something else they just tune mm-hmm. out so for those of you sex fiends looking for sex content they tonight, fast forwarded for the fast last five minutes actually just to get to this <laughs> that's point. right obviously you came back from new york with a little bit of purpose a little bit of existential crisis mm-hmm. but a little bit of purpose as well and you're like i'm i'm gonna go get it I'm going to go get it. And you've been kind of a man on a mission. You've kind of been like my, you've been, I'm going to call you 200% Kyle. Yeah. So before we get there, let's do a backup of a backup. Tell me about the three things that are out of whack. Career wise, I'm trying to put a positive spin on this, but uh, not to get into too much detail because this is a relationship podcast, not a my life podcast as much as two episodes ago would uh, belie that fact. (laughs) Funds are not the best right now. So there is a possibility I might have to declare bankruptcy and go through that what? whole process. No. But there's there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe that's just good. I can just like have everything burned down. And I can just restart and just focus on what I want to do. So there's that part. But on the other side, you're right. I've been very focused as I came back. And I mentioned I am not good at having sex. I don't think. Yeah, I just I think that's important is that you think you're not good at mm. it. Like I think that you can't self-yelp you that it has to come from an external source. Right. Uh, I self-yelped all through college though. So <laughs> yeah. it's uh... How did I know you were going to say that? Okay, carry on. So what better place to go to if you think you are bad at sex than to go to the number one source of quality relationships, but grinder. That is where I've gone to which has definitely opened up my eyes as to like how, which has definitely opened up my eyes to the dating scene here in the city. I know that women will joke that this is kind of what their whole thing is on dating apps, but it's the first time for me that someone messaged me and and said, hello. And then the very second thing they did was send me a full frontal picture of their body completely naked. Whoa. And I was like, oh. Happy Tuesday. Great. That is... Do you want to go for coffee first? <laughs> like I didn't know what to what to follow up with. But I, I, I maybe I have jumped in maybe too quickly in many cases because Jen, you will you were in on this. Wait, whoa, whoa, not I'm not in on the grinder thing. Sorry, let's be so clear. You're not in on the grinder. Listen, I'm pushing myself so far outside of my comfort zone that I've been just been going to random hookups over the last uh, week or so, meaning that, Jen, you will know this when I said, hey, if I don't text you at a certain time, this is the address I'm going to. I was kind of scared to do this. And I did this with some other friends because I didn't want you, Jen, to start judging me (laughs) by how many times I was going to ask you to do that in a three-day period. Jen, I had sex with three different people in three days last week. That's how much of a whore I have been for the last... A little bit. I've entered my slut phase is basically what I'm trying well, to say Well, better this than 21. Because this is what you're supposed to be doing when you were 21, I, I'm, I'm told. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to go back because there's yes. been so many things that you've said here that have been offensive. First of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> the fact that you would think that I would judge you for your sexual choices and sexual frequency <laughs> just absolutely floors me. Like I may be a good, mm-hmm. a good rural girl from Alberta for sure, but I don't pass judgment on how people choose to spend their time. And I, th- I think that you, the mm-hmm. fact that you've had mm-hmm. to spread it out, that offends me. That offends me. Secondly, three, were they all men? Can I ask that? Yes. Three men in three days. Have you ever done this before? No. Do you think that this is you? Exp- I have not had sex with one person three days in a row, Jen. 
well, that would be your next. I feel like I feel like if you had an Apple Watch, this would be what the next circle you have to fill out yeah. in your fitness app. That's You're like, right. okay, so you've done it with some randos. Now try to do the same goal with the same guy, and mm-hmm. uh, you're just closing your rings. No pun intended. So I, what I'm trying to say is like, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is like, is this an awakening or is this like a cry for help? I guess that's going to be for the audience to decide. For me, I think it's an awakening because I am definitely using this. I think up front, I am starting all of these conversations with, I actually give them a link to the podcast and say, go to, go to this timestamp where I say I'm bad at sex. That is why I'm doing this. That'd be a whole other level of sad if that's how I started promoting this podcast is on Grinder specifically. But I do open up and say, listen, this is why I downloaded the app. This is why I want to hook up. Argue down <laughs> to help me out. Do you and need, everyone's been very supportive so far. Do you need to provide a reason or can you just be like, hi, no, I'm here? No, but I do have my actual age there. So again, I feel that if you are going in there with what my age is, I think there is an assumption that you know what you're doing. So I just want to be upfront with people and this is what's going on. Now, here is the extra level of complications that have gone. I was trying to use this app as just like, I'm just hooking up with people. I'm just having sex. I'm just trying to hook up with people. Jen, I have gotten into three relationships simultaneously. I knew it. I knew it because mm-hmm. that's who you are. But we, can we just, I feel like we're burying the lead. And then I'm going to ask you about this trifecta you're in. Um, yeah, yeah. In your quest to gather empirical evidence to be the Jane Goodall of sexual exploration, will you please, for me and the benefit of our listeners, please read to me what your grinder profile says? God, I don't, it's not going to be anything salacious. Well, I feel like you're going to be like, I'm conducting a study to determine. Oh, yeah. No, it just says, fuck me and call me daddy. That's, I think <gasps> that's pretty normal. Kyle. I'm just joking. Oh my God. Um, Someone's going to have to phone. Oh God. Someone's going to have to phone Apple and have them change a rating of our podcast. Jen, this is so embarrassing. This might be why I have been having some issues. I actually don't have, <laughs> I don't have a profile. I don't have anything about me. What? Yeah. So people are just I looking just like, at your... I thought I had written something. People are just I looking don't. at your face and or whatever part of you and are just like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just this moneymaker right here. Wow. I, people are I'd like at. to also remind the listeners of the 57 minutes I once spent filling out every question on eHarmony only to be told I had no matches. And yet <laughs> Kyle is just picking up tail. Waltzing in here. Everywhere he goes on Grindr. Wearing my short shorts and people are like, yes, more of this, please. More of this, please. I had somebody tell me, this was the most backhanded compliment I think I've ever received. And this was in person. I walk in and they're like, oh, you're much more attractive than your pictures. (laughs) I'm like, great, thanks. Okay, well, I don't... I don't know what that means. I don't... Well, I would like to say that I can grew with that, actually. Like, I've been in many photos with you and you are... You take a terrible picture. You are photogenic, but you are way better in person. You Mm -hmm. are way, way, way better in person. This is the issue that we have come across. I am now in the Goldilocks and the three bears situation and not bears in the gay context. I just mean that as the analogy. I have guy number one. We are going to call the hugger. Oh, I thought you were going to call him too soft. (laughs) No. Who, Who is way too hot, meaning... He fulfills my sexual desires 100% and my emotional slash romantic side, literally zero. 
Oh. So that's the only reason I keep going on dates and actually meeting up with him over the last week. Okay. Then I have guy number two, two who I'm calling Sweetums. But in this Goldilocks and the Three Bears analogy I'm making, he is too cold. We have zero sexual chemistry. Like, I just do not enjoy any of the stuff that happens when we do that. But romantically and intellectually and just having conversations meets all of my parameters. Oh. Okay. But then we have number three, who we are going to term Legolas, because he actually does look quite a bit like Orlando Bloom did in the Lord of the Rings films. Mm, fun. Uh, with the long yellow hair, like it's actually a thing. We're going to see, I, like, I don't want to say he's like the, the, <laughs> the perfect person, but he is combining both of those in an interesting way. Okay. So it's, it would be simple to be, oh, well, let's pick that guy, right? I feel bad just being like, see everyone. And I have only gone on one date with him. So I can't say conclusively that that is what's going on. But it feels like I have much more of a, a match, both romantically and sexually with this guy. But I know that I'm going to potentially have to break the hearts of two other people to do it. And Kyle hates doing that. Yeah, you'd, you'd much rather take them down the much easier path of stringing them along. Yeah, that that always seems like the better choice is just to be mm -hmm. the meanest possible version of yourself. Like, I feel like this is like a game show trick. One guy meets you halfway, the other guy meets you the other halfway, and one guy's just hitting it out of the ballpark. And yet the problem is, what, sorry, you're so... I think what well, it is... I can answer the question already. The concern is, is that your fear of rejection is now being projected onto other people's fear of rejection. So you're just going to like keep the playing field nice and wide. Maybe. I, I think it's more that because I jumped in with both feet so quickly, I also don't want to get into my normal habit of being like, oh, one thing that doesn't match my my needs and like go past it right away. And I also have to be upfront with like what every like relationship expert will tell you, which is sexual chemistry, while important, is not the most important to have a long lasting relationship with oh somebody. Oh my God, stop. So do I just stop. discard you, that? 85 years old? What is wrong with you to be like, oh, I'm good to let one part go stop let mm -hmm. me just ask this question just one two three don't mm -hmm. hesitate for where do you have the the spark legolas is where the spark so is. so what is the problem and here's the thing i feel like you always forget this you're like yeah there's only three fish in this sea no it's not that no what it is jen i think i think because these are relationships i'm treating them as relationships i've talked about this before i hate the fact i can never have anything last longer than six weeks it seems like that is like the the breaking point uh -huh. is like, but maybe, maybe I can get these to last longer than that. The flip side is that if I know that I'm just not enjoying it, why, what are you, why what make this feel doing? like to the other yeah. person that this is going on? Okay. So there's cognitive Kyle that knows better. And then there's Kyle yeah. who loves Grinder, Who's like, I don't know better. We're going to, we're going to continue on. Like again, I've only gone on one date with this Legolas uh, person. So I'm going to, I'm going to see where this blossoms into or doesn't blossom into and go from there. Yeah. But I don't want to bury the lead here, which is that you really are in pursuit. Like if, like I'm trying to measure you even to the front of this podcast. Like I was listening to our first episode when I was on the plane ride home, because sometimes I just like to get a sense of like where wow. we started. Nerd. And, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your support of our podcast. And, yes. <laughs> and you were just like, hi, I'm Kyle. And you gave sweet advice. And now you could not replicate that advice. It is not in you anymore. You'd be like, what are you doing? You coward. You need to be doing it. So I like this 200% Kyle. I hope that he stays around. Mm -hmm.
I, I look forward to your future updates. What I'm finding fascinating about this is that we are rarely, you and I, in the same place at the same time. And I'm remarking as we're talking tonight that we really are in this place of if you want it, go get it. And we've been saying this, and I always find that I don't want to get stuck in one of those like inspirational wooden signs, you know, those like old rustic barn signs that people hang in their homes. And I'm just like, hey, live, laugh, love, Jen, live, laugh, love, kill me. And so I just I don't want to sound like that because so many people are like, go get it, go find your passion, go get it. And then people are like, yeah, the problem is I don't really know what that looks like for me when the rubber hits the road. And so I had a little a little peek through our email. And we've been getting a lot of great fishbowl content. You guys keep it coming. You can send your email to somebodydatejenandkyle.com or go to our website. You'll see a giant fishbowl there. You can just submit your question. And that's Jen with two N's. It is Jen with two N's. And I also want to say, because we got a question about this, that some people don't feel comfortable putting their name. You can put any name in there. Sure. You could put Kyle Marshall in there and it doesn't matter. We don't care. We don't care about your name and phone number. Like we just, we just want to hear your just questions. Put Legolas. Yeah, just yeah, put Legolas on there. Perfect. Sounds great. I put a pretty good fishbowl together. I'm just going to pull it over here. Here's your keys. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't realize you put this together. I just thought it like immaculately was created. Yeah, no, I actually do do work. So here we go. So I, I put in here questions this week that are asking the question of like, I want to go get it, but I'm not really sure how I get it. And so we're still here with some unqualified advice, but arguably more relevant advice from two people who are also trying to go get it. So I have the first question. My boyfriend and I have been talking about getting healthy and eating better, but I just keep falling off the wagon. I have gained 25 pounds since we started talking about getting healthy. How do I get my boyfriend on board and get losing the weight? Kyle. This is another classic example of I needed more information to fully answer this question because I'm, one, I'm of two minds. Number one, as someone who has also taken pains to go on health journeys and try and get in shape and have the body that I absolutely want to have so that I can feel more confident talking about it and saying like, I want to get healthy is all fine and good, but you also have to actually truly want to do it. If you're doing it because of society standards or thinking that the other person in the relationship wants you to do it without you fully internalizing, I am doing this for me and I want to accomplish this, you're constantly going to fail because really you're not pot committed. You're not actually interested in doing the thing that you want to do. Now, the other thing about this is that I notice here you say it a couple times that you're talking about doing it, that you've talked about getting healthier, that we've talked about that we both want to get in better shape. We're talking, talking, talking. This is also my number one thing as far as like goal setting, accomplishing things is actually putting it in writing and actually even or if you're a calendar person, put it in your calendar, like starting today or tomorrow, this is what we're going to do, right? So like, I'm going to walk one kilometer tomorrow. That is the start of my fitness journey and start slowly working yourself up to do more and more and more. People love to talk about what they want to do. Me, myself included. You've heard me do this on the podcast before. Oh, like I want to, I want to volunteer more or I want to write more or I want to be f- more fit. I want to eat way more chocolate. Uh, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. You, you keep saying that, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I think there must be some sort of like dopamine that hits your brain when you say, I think, or I want, or my intentions are this. And then you never actually do it. So you actually have to get up and do the thing at some point or else it's never going to happen. 
So again, I don't know which which way this goes. I would probably put some very tangible goals of like, we're going to start to do it today or on this date, and this is what we're going to do. And you actually have to get up and actually start doing it. Because as soon as it becomes a habit, it's harder for it to fall off the wagon. I came at this question a totally different way. And Kyle's making fun of me because while he answered that question, I ate a piece of chocolate. <laughs> this is my thought. What is the we in this? This codependence feels weird to me because step back and look at the facts. Does this guy want to lose weight? Ask him. Does this guy want to get more healthy? Ask him. Does this guy want to take concrete action steps to move from thinking into action? Because I think what's happening is that she's stalling her own goals to try to bring this guy along. And I hate that. I hate that for you. Right. Like sometimes people just don't want to come with you. And I think your body and your body shape is your own experience. It is the only thing in your life that you will own from the day you are born to the day that you die. And you don't get another one. And I've certainly been in this in relationships and seen this in relationships that, yeah, it's probably easier to go as a as a team you eat better, you make better mm-hmm. choices, especially if you hold each other if accountable. You live, each, live with each other, especially for sure. But I think it's also at the end of the day, up to you, up to you. And I think that she's especially this line of I've gained 25 pounds since we started talking about getting healthy. I just think like you can do this on your own. I think if you want to go get it and be unafraid to go get it on your own, I feel the same thing about couples that are bitter. Like my like I'll use my parents as an example. My mom is like, we never traveled. You want to go see a movie? Go by yourself. Kyle, have you been to the movies by yourself? That's basically predominantly how I go. See, and see exactly. Movies. And if you wanted to go to a new restaurant, no one would go with you. Would you go by yourself? Yes. Of course. I'm the same way. You want to go check out a library. You want to go to a show. The other day I went to the theater all by myself and I was like, I am, I love it like this. This is another reason why I love going to the movies with Kyle is because you can tell Kyle goes to the movies by himself because he's like really still and I like, I feel like Kyle's going to look over at me and be like, if you turn over one more time in that chair, I'm going to give you a dog biscuit. Really? Those M&Ms aren't finished yet. Huh? Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I think that you have to, you have to just realize that sometimes a journey is going to be best served as a solo journey. And I think that that's where this person is, especially if they're going the other way. You have to have the discipline. But I'm reluctant to have something where it's like my success is codependent on something else. I don't like that for you. Sure. I don't like that for me. I don't like that for this person. That's where I'm at with this. I guess in addition to that, if you are looking for it to be like a team thing or a group thing, there's like running clubs and fitness clubs and like you can find your your people to go and hold yourself accountable. Uh, next, not a question. I'm just giving Jen some backup that I was also disappointed that Kyle did not have group sex. Oh, yeah. Right. Remember that from a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people clearly aren't over that. You stumbled into like my biggest pet peeve. I go to film festivals occasionally and I love Q&As that the person stands up in the crowd and is like, uh, this isn't really a question, but it's a comment. I'm like, oh, good. Great. I get to hear you soliloquize for like the next I 20 know, minutes. Right? <laughs> That's exactly why I um, came for this film festival. This isn't quite a comment. I just wanted to add, oh, God. I went to see Oprah. Did I tell you when I see Oprah? No. I went to go see Oprah and there was, she was like, do we have any questions from the audience? And everybody was like, oh, I'd like to use this time to tell a personal story about myself. I'm like, I'm not here for your, I didn't fly here for you. I, uh, and even then she's like, maybe we just keep it to questions. And this one guy's like this one time. I'm like, there's not going to be a question here either. Your honor. Okay. (laughs) Asked and answered. Moving on. I'm note taken. Let me just put it that way. Note taken. I get that you're, that you're, um, uh, still disappointed. Disappointed. I will say that uh, after coming back from New York, I did reach out to this friend and floated the possibility of this actually happening. So and? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They were still open mm-hmm. to it, but I don't know. It feels like it's a, 
a stalled car. Grinder always has group hookups, so maybe I can maybe I can try that out. Grind? How old am I? Grinder has group hookups. Yeah, it's just like How looking even... for like looking for a fourth or looking for a fifth to come to their like group orgy. Oh, oh my god! Bring your own lube, but I mean, like, sure. But right now, right this moment, I feel five hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jen and Kyle. I have a question for you both. I'm bisexual, and my husband knows this and is cool with it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about polyamory, so I can date women, and we're going to give that a try. And then COVID hit. So I'm ready to start dating now post COVID, but I want to be super clear about my situation that mm-hmm. I'm married, I'm polyamorous, and I wouldn't be looking for some kind of commitment or marriage if that person is looking to succumb to love, which I love it when people use our words back on us. What would you both want to see in a dating profile that would make this situation more clear to you? This is actually pretty fascinating because once again, Grinder comes to the rescue. Grinder, not a sponsor. I do feel like we're getting into sponsor territory. Like, you know what else I like to grind about? Hello, Fresh. Welcome to the. Not- <laughs> Welcome to our new segment. What really grinders my gears and uh, mistakes on the dating app of choice. This is actually something that happens on there where you will have a couple. And I know that Grindr is predominantly thought of as a gay hookup app for men. That's not entirely what it's used for either, uh, because there's been like male and, and female couples that will post on there, two, two guys posting on there as a couple, non-binary, trans people, that sort of thing. So it is kind of open to a bunch of different sexualities. But I've stumbled across those, and I am actually really thankful that, that they are as clear as they are for me. I am not at this point in my life interested in becoming into like a that situation where I'm dating the couple themselves. I'm much more of like with, I can date one person at a time because why would I want to disappoint two people simultaneously? Oh, there it is. The old Kyle <laughs> we know and love. There it is. So what those profiles are usually like is like they're very straightforward. It's like, hey, this is my name. Uh, they usually will eventually have like a picture of their spouse in the profile as well and like we're looking for blank this is what i want to do blank and these are the type of people we're looking for and they 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 are pretty succinct and to the point of like what they're looking for with some pictures attached to it i do think with any type of like polyamory situation everybody involved needs to be kind of on the same page right so it means to be like if any one of the three are like "Mm, i'm not really into this then it kind of has to stop and you know, the next person is uh, is invited over. But I think that your husband also has to be kind of on board with the person that's being invited into their home. I think for the dating profile, it's just, it's just that. You're up front. You're saying very specifically, this is what we're looking for. This is the type of people we're looking for. This is the situation. And then the people can self-filter themselves. It's like, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, you both look attractive. Or yeah, you, you both are people I want to get to know. Jen, what do you have to say? I, well, I'm Googling because I have a question. There's no E at the end of grinder, so it's G-R-I-N-D-R. My question is, is that, like, my understanding of polyamory, oh, God, this is like Jennifer is 100 years old today. I can't be the only person thinking this right now. My understanding is that poly, in this case of polyamory, she's going to date women, but he's not going to be part of it. Or does polyamory automatically suggest that both of them are going to be there while she's dating other women? It could go either way. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that polyamory could be both of them with another. Yeah, Tiny Husband doesn't, but I don't know. I still say 
if this was a situation with me and my significant other was interested in going and exploring that side, I still feel like I do want to know this person and see what they look like and understand who it is that's coming over. I wouldn't want to be so completely disconnected from it where I'm like, I don't know anything. Maybe it's happening. Yeah, but I don't think his picture needs to be in the profile unless he's Mm. going to be partaking. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would still be open up about that in the profile, though. Like, I am partnered with somebody. I am using this app to find dates with other people, but my husband or wife knows about it. Knows about it and isn't a part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think where I get tripped up in this question, which is a very good question, and I really like the specificity of it. But my question is, is that she's like, I'm going to date other women. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to qualify the word date because to me, date is like dinner and movies and you're building something and you're telling secrets. In Kyle's case, date number two, you share all your childhood trauma. Like that's like all of the things that are happening. To me, that is like a, a building activity. I think, are you just talking about hooking up? Like, are you just saying like, I, I want to hook up with because I think you have to specify then what you mean by the word dating. Like, do you want to go on many dates and be in? Because to me, that's a relationship. Many dates, getting to know that person, that's a relationship. And that also brings up two sides of of, of dating, right? There is like, I want to go on dates with other women because I want to feel romantically partnered with a woman. Or is it, no, I just want to have sex with women. <laughs> and I'm not really interested in having any type of like emotional reciprocation with this i'm just looking for the sexual release which is then there's nothing bad about either way i'm just saying you have to be kind of upfront by that too say more because i think we're saying the same thing are we not Mm -hmm. we're saying that you have to be specific in the profile what you mean by dating and what you're looking for in the end game yeah i'm looking to have sex or i'm looking to actually romantically connect with you and go on multiple excursions together yeah i think you have to be you have to be clear Because it says I wouldn't be able to give any kind of commitment to marriage, but you can succumb to love. Like, I think we just need to know like the time, like I'm looking to build a long-term, long-time commitment. I I think that you just need to specify what you mean by date versus hookup versus... You're looking for a good time, but is it for a short time or a long time? And that's what you have to... There's a song in there. Yeah, I think that's what you would, you need to be clear about because I don't think anymore, like I, I was loving this interview that Sienna Miller gave when she said... I can't date men from New York because right. I'm English. And I'm. if you kiss someone on a date, you're dating them. <laughs> you're in a relationship with them. But here, it's like there's no rules. It's everything is, you know, everything is off the chain. But I, I think in this case, if you're looking to say like you can succumb to love, but it's a short time love and it's a separate love from the marriage that you have with your husband. But you can also say that you want to date, but you have to be really clear around, and I will only be dating you in addition to my husband. Or is it like, hey, I'm getting a collective. I'm doing the Kyle Marshall method of love. Just collect them all and then weed them out. Bachelor style. I do the Pokemon style of dating. I collect them all and then eventually throw them all into a big battle and hopefully win a contest. I never played Pokemon, so I have no idea if any of that's true. I don't know. I was a Pog person myself. I dream about picking up a chick at a bar. Mm. How do I do it? Jen, I'm going to throw this over to you because I've never done this in my entire life. You've never picked up a person at a bar? Men or a woman? No. I've been hit on once inside of a bar, but did not go home with the person. I have never done the hitting on, mostly because I was like, I don't want to be maced. So. I want to say... That I have never been picked up at a bar. But you did get picked up once at that Chuck E. Cheese. So, I mean. Yeah, you know, fair is fair. It was Thursday. (laughs) So, I 
I've always wanted to be picked up by a man, but I, I'm never like, I'm always the one, you know, that, um, this is a culture reference, very specific, but you know, that, uh, skit that Kristen Wiig used to do, it was like a spoof on the Lawrence Welk show. And it was like the four sisters singing. And she was like the weird one at the end. And I eat my hair. I was that friend in every friend group I had where I had gorgeous (laughs) friends who were attractive and just were like male energy. And I was just like, and I'm also here. Oh, I need some club soda for this stain on my cardigan. I was that person. So I can't be too upset that I wasn't picked up at a bar, but I always knew that there's two types of girls. Mm -hmm. The girl that gets hit on and the girl who's like, okay, does everybody have their keys? And guess which one I was. Yeah, there there is this romanticism, like being the film noir and like fan of like classic film. There is something mm-hmm. to it that I would love to be there at a bar, like sipping a drink, a cocktail of some kind. And some dashing man comes up and, and like our eyes meet across the room and is like, oh, we need to talk to each other. And then that yes. leads to something. There's something seductive to that. I also know that unfortunately I still have not, and this is what I'm working on since I got back from New York, is being like, no, I'm worth it. Maybe I'm, maybe Kyle is worth it. Kyle is worth it. I shouldn't say maybe. Kyle is worth it. There you go. Up to this point, like that would be the furthest thing from my mind. Like our eyes would meet and I'd like look behind me and like, who, who are they, who are they looking at? the reality like oh god what do i something's in my teeth and then it's like <laughs> them walking over and be like oh are, do i have to leave are you asking me to leave like i wouldn't even know how to like deal with that situation i don't think and in the world of swindlers there's always the fear of like some guy finding you super attractive and then he takes you back to your place and he's like okay i'm 300 in a night and you're like <gasps> yikes let me tell you about my bitcoin company i'm like oh great yes, fucking great the- <laughs> this is <laughs> This is terrible. I have to just quietly tell the story because my my friend will kill me for this. But I, my friend from college, this guy was like super into her and he like picked her up and she was like, I've never been picked up before. And he's like, I'm going to come over to your house. And she was like, oh my God, it's like a pickup. It's so great. And then he came over there and tried to sell her a set of pots and pans. (laughs) Were they good pots and pans? I didn't ask because I was laughing so hard, like any good friend would. I love that. That is so, that needs to be like the first scene of a romantic comedy of someone like failing so hard, like this best date and then they're being sold pots and pans. That's right. And she phones her friend to lament about it as she pulls out the pots and pans that she inevitably bought. Had did buy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They are pretty bought- good, to be honest. <laughs> know, to be fair. Yeah. That would be the great opening of a of a rom com. Can I ask the flip, the 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 exact reverse of this question? Would you ever want to pick somebody up at a bar yourself? Like, would you make the choice of walking over and be like, "Hey, let's go"? Yes, I. But mm-hmm. I have never had a problem being forward. I think it's because I'm always the homely one in the group. It's oh, like, come listen, on. if you can't hunt or gather, you got to go out and forage. All right. Well, the next time we go to Major Tom's, then <laughs> I was. You know what? It's funny I'm that force you, say you that. to go up. It's funny that you should say that because like, I think, I think we might be going to Major Tom for the wrong reasons. Right. We're going together when we should be going there to hunt. Is That's what right. To That's right. Well, I feel like we should be like, let's have five cocktails and pick up a man at a bar. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, ooh, I'm going to get the lemon tart. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, make it two. I've had a hard week. Let's make it two you know tarts. What? That is the next romantic comedy we'll write, Jen, where we actually pick up the same man at the bar by mistake. That's right. 
Okay, so we got to get back to the question because he says, I dream of picking up a chick at a bar. Oh. First of all, don't call them chicks. Yeah, well, uh, don't even call one. them girls. We're women. That would be the first thing. And then oh, he wants broads. to know. broads. Is broad oh, cool? 1950 Broadway's man here. Uh, the question is, how do you do it? So you're a man, Kyle. So mm. how, how do you... <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you pick up a woman at a bar walk me through the i've parts. never done it i don't know how yes, I but you're do a it. man so you, we know it's like in your dna so how do you do it how do you pick up a woman or actually let's be honest to the question how do you pick up a, a woman at a bar hey, hey did it did it hurt when you f- yeah. fell from heaven because you're in my dreams is that how it goes one of those pick oh, up lines Jesus. you know <laughs> and that'll be the trailer for season two hey <laughs> Hey, no, seriously, you, you walk up to them and you have a seat with confidence and you look over and you say, hi, I'm name. I think you have to, honestly, I think just by watching too many movies. Don't say it. Don't say it. Buy them a drink across the bar. Don't no, say it. No, 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 no. I was saying, I guess it kind of goes back up to the profile we were talking about here before, about being super direct and super honest and just laying it out on the table. I was like, hey, sorry from across the bar. I think you're very attractive. Can I buy you a drink? That should be number one. And then see where the conversation goes. I mean, at the at the end of the day, they do have to offer consent that they want you to be talking to them in the first place. So if they say absolutely no, like I'm not interested, then you kind of have to accept the fact. The key to success is that you come in and out with the same amount of confidence. So mm-hmm. you come into the bar, you sit with confidence, you turn with confidence, you speak with confidence, and you're right. It's short and sweet. Hi. Saw you from across the room, saw you from across the bar. My name is X. Can I buy you a drink? And if it's go fuck yourself, then it's no problem. And you get up with the same confidence and you walk away. You just talk to the next person beside them, actually. Hey, sorry from across the bar. (laughs) No, you just, you you have to come in with the same confidence that you come out, but you got to speak with intent and you have to not be aggressive, but you just have to say, can I buy you a drink? But then I will also caution that if you're not a courageous person, you are already leading them on because then they're going to be like, this guy speaks with power, lives with power, works with power. And then the next time you see them, they're like, oh, hi, come to my apartment. In in any of these situations, I think it's maybe somewhat easier if the person is alone and is single. Way harder if it's, say, like a group of women. Yes. That are there. It's like, A, don't know if they're single (laughs) at all. They're with a group of women. I don't know if they're actually single. And there is now a group of them that can like attack you not like physically oh but i'm just saying that you can group up when you're like uh no you are not asking this question but you know what i find that that is a preconception of women mm-hmm. but mature women like if you're trying to pick up a person who's 18 you might get you might get swarmed i can't and if you you're know. 40 don't be picking up an 18 year old yeah that's also true but if they're if if they're older, like, like I'm, I'm almost 40, but if like I was thir- 20, 25, 30, 35, and you just came with, con- like, even if I'm with a bunch of my girlfriends, you know, they're going to let me speak for myself and let me have an experience for myself. And I think it also speaks credibility of how confident you are if you can say it in front of a group of women, like you're picking one from the pact. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's how you do it. This is the last question in the fishbowl here, Kyle. I want to be better in bed. I know I can be better in bed. How do you ask for help in bed? Well, Kyle, if this one wasn't tailor-made for you, <sighs> take it away. Well, for the, the first two sentences, this is what I use as an aphorism in the mirror every morning. I say <laughs> that over and over. Um, I have just been asking people, to be honest. So these uh, 
meetings I've been having with other men, and that's M-E-A-T, uh, these meetings I've been having with other men, I, um... <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I have actually asked. It's like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I want to be better at doing this. Can you offer me advice on how to do this? And uh, it's worked out for me. So I don't know. Uh, that, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. So how do we become good at anything? Right. It's mm-hmm. study and it's practice. You got to you got to read about sex. You got to figure out what you like about sex. Listen, you I'm really book smart on sex. It. OK, I've read a lot of books. It's a Playboy <laughs> okay, well, subscription, then... but I still read a lot of books. Well, there you go. Take it from Kyle. It's about yeah. study and practice. I think you have to kind of think about the mechanics of it. I think you can't just like get a person in front of you and be like, OK, save me from from my own self-esteem and i think you also have to make this about data-driven decision making i this is the thing that's driving me crazy about kyle you guys is that he's like i'm bad at this but who decided he was bad at this have you ever 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 and i want you to answer this seriously have you ever 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 had a sexual partner say to you you suck at this no but so uh, never you can, mind you can tell in their eyes you can tell in their eyes that they're no, disappointed you can't tell in someone's what do their eyes look like uh whatever the opposite of come hither is it's like go yonder eyes <laughs> go what does a go yonder eye look like <laughs> just oh, wide-eyed just wide-eyed <laughs> get out please get out please get out get off get out no i think you always and you also have to to say to your, like if you want to grow and improve like that's on you but I think I'm nervous about you pulling a, a, a Kyle Marshall here where you start with the deficit of I suck at this without any evidence. Which is, to- I mean, I, I maybe overstate this for comedic purposes on this show. I will say that I did get positive feedback this week about my technique. So hey. at least there is that affirmation that at least I have been given that where before I was given nothing. So I was just left to fend for myself and just assume that I was not very good at it. And now you're getting data-driven decisions. So this is what I'm talking about. Science, people. It's science. Mm -hmm. How do you ask for help in bed? I like what Kyle has said here. I think you have to say, like, I have a goal to be better in bed. I want to be learning. So if there's something that you like, I want to hear it. If there's something you don't like, I want to hear it. Be good to me. Be. I will say this is easier if you have a partner or someone that you are hooking up with. Because at least then you could be like, hey, what gets you off specifically? Let me get really good at doing that. And at least it gives you some like one thing <laughs> that you can kind of focus on yeah. and like improve upon. We us women call that the old standard, the old standard. Like there's this one thing that a man can do that just works. And so you want to make sure you. <laughs> let me talk. Um, no, there's this there's a thing of all women have it. They have the one thing that men do in bed or women. And it's a different thing. Or are you saying that there's one thing? No, no, no. It's different for each woman. But we okay, all have okay. that one thing that we know is the thing. It's the thing. And it's funny because dating Jesus every now and again, he'll be like, come on, if it's it's early, let's go home and I'll do that thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, do the thing. So what is everyone, your thing? No, I'm not sharing it on the podcast. Why? No way. All right, all right. No, I'm a nice girl. That's for you. Yeah, I like this is good advice from Kyle. Why am I here this week? This is good advice from Kyle. Find the mm-hmm. one thing that you know works. And then you always have sort of like the old standard that you can lean into as you look to explore and learn. But find your sexual mentors, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Find your sexual mentors. They're out there. Kyle, that's the fishbowl. Look at the fishbowl. It's empty. It's empty. There's nothing in here now. Please submit your questions to the fishbowl. We are loving them. We want more. You can send them via our website, somebody date Jen and Kyle. That's Jen double N.com. And you'll see a big fishbowl there. Pop it into the, uh, into the boxes and send it our way. You can send an email. 
somebody date Jen and Kyle. It's Jen double N at gmail.com. We do read them. We don't have some intern named Michael who reads them. It's just us. It's just me and Kyle late at night when, well, lately it's just been me because Kyle's been a little busy and we love him. Keep him coming. I have been texting the addresses I'm going to. So you do have that information. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I have to just say like, you know, you're becoming a friend with Kyle if he's like, if you don't hear from me by 11 p.m., I've been murdered at this address. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's a friend. You remember when being a wingman was like standing to the left of someone at a bar? Yes. And now it's like safety patrol. Like I am Jen Sanford mall cop now. I think I need like a small badge and maybe like a scarf. Anyway, that's for I think you should get a segue too, but. <laughs> Obviously. Um, the burning question. The burning question this week, a question so good it burns a little, is in the pursuit of having it all, can we really truly get it all? Can we really truly get it, Kyle? Isn't this, this feels like a you question, Jen? But uh, <laughs> I think you've asked this on the on the podcast before. I don't know what you mean by get it all. You well, you mentioned this. before when you were talking about your balls, <laughs> when you talked about having all your balls up in the air, like oh, one for <laughs> one for one for work, one for relationships, mm-hmm. and one for self, and one of them always has to be out of whack. Do you think it's ever possible to hit the trifecta where you can have it all? Um, I am not so glib as to say like it is impossible. I'm just going to be pretty adamant that it's improbable for most people to hit all three things simultaneously. I think there always has to be that little bit of a give and take, right? It's like, you know what? This month I'm really focused on my career. I have all these projects I need to get done. So these other things have to kind of lessen a little bit. So I can focus on this and then kind of re-up that maybe the next month. And maybe it's not as segmented as month by month. But I don't know. I, I really do feel that you, as a human, we can only focus on so many things at the same time. So something has to falter occasionally. And I think the negative starts to pull through if you've only focused on one for way too long. And then the other two are completely suffering. I think it depends on the measurement. You know, can you be happy every Seven minute? inches. <laughs> Can you be happy every minute of every day? No. But can you get to the end of a day and say, was I happy today? And the answer can be yes. So if you're measuring at the end of every day, you know, did I serve my relationships? Did I serve my job? Did I serve myself? You're going to be constantly disappointed. But if you evaluate overall in the month, did I kind of find some balance here, there and everywhere? Then I think you absolutely can say I have it all. You're going to have moments of disappointment for sure. You're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to disappoint your relationship. You're going to disappoint your job. And sometimes you hit the trifecta and you do all three in one day, sometimes before noon. But when you look at the unit of measurement over a period of time, I think you can do remarkable things in the pursuit of having it all. I think you have to measure it against the idea that we always believe that we have time. And I've been thinking about time quite a bit because I gave nine years to a marriage. Then I turned around and gave nine years to a relationship. I'm using those 18 years to redefine what I want to do for the next 18 years. Do I want to be in service to someone else and, and, and their goals? How do I keep putting myself at the center? How do I love someone without losing myself? How do I contribute to a relationship without losing my career? How do I have both of those things without being 700 pounds? And those are the questions we ask ourselves every day. But I think sometimes we always are under the illusion that we have time to fix it later. But it's a real time, it's a real time effort. And, and those are the things that I'm thinking about when I'm going in pursuit of it is that I really am, I really am going to try to see what I can get to stick to the wall. I'm going to go for it all. And I think that that's the pursuit of you, of it all. And I think you can have it all. I think it will be messy. 
but I think you can have it all. And there'll always be this podcast. You can enjoy the social aspect of this podcast on one of our three channels. You can reach us on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We are at Somebody Date. We are Jen Sanford and Kyle Marshall. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Friday night. Wherever you choose to spend your time, whether that's at a disclosed or undisclosed address, stay safe out there. Please stay safe out there. And we will see you next Friday. Good night. Bye.